You can do Nayania Baria, Nayania Manania Manania. You can do Nayania Baria, Nayania Manania Manania. Uh, Yama, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to A Cuppa and a Yarn. This is a podcast from the New South Wales Aboriginal Land Council. I'm Michelle Alexander Riggs Lovegrove, and we're broadcasting live from the 49th annual Koori Knockout, a beautiful Tuggera on the Central Coast. And we have a very special guest uh, with us, and certainly for our people uh, listening to this podcast later, uh, you'll be able to get the benefits of the one and only South Superstar, Cody Walker. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no worries. And thanks for sparing the time to, to have a yarn with us today. And you've got a lot of fans here th- this afternoon. Look, look, look at all the... We've got all these little, little young fellas here. So um, do you know what Cody's um, nickname is, you young fellas? Do you know what his nickname is? What is it? Is it? <laughs> nah. Do you want to tell him? Uh, walks. Walks. Yeah? So that's Cody's nickname. So can I ask you, young, young fellas, we'll go one, two, three, and I want you to just call out Cody's nickname. Will you do that for him? Come on, Cody, you've got to rev him up. You rev him up? Go on. Yeah? yeah? You ready? Okay. One, two, three. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Well, we'll see how they go at the end, Cody. They might be right at the end. Yeah, but look, welcome to A Cup of Any Yarn. And... Um, I think, you know, you, you generally need very little introduction. So that's all going to unfold as our, our talk today goes. So let's start at the beginning with you, if we could, yeah, at the beginning yeah. of Cody. So who's your mob? Um, I'm a proud Bunjalung man from my, my father's side and my mother's side's um, uh, Ewan tribe down the south coast of New South, New south Wales. So um, got a bit of both worlds. Um, Bunjalung's up the top end of New South Wales. Um, Ewan's down the south coast uh, New South Wales, so... And you were born in Nowra, is that right? Yeah, born in Nowra. Um, spent the first couple of years down there and then um, moved back to the north coast. Okay. And uh, we, w- we were having a, a yarn before about, you know, those tracks your family made uh, after Nowra. Like, I, I know south coast pretty well, so beautiful part of the world down there, you know. Yeah. So, uh, but you went up to Casino, is that right, or a few places in between? Yeah, I actually went up to um, a place called Yamba. Um, lived a few months there and then moved to McLean and, and lived about three or four years there and then uh, moved over to the casino where I spent majority of my childhood and um, then moved to the Gold Coast at 17. Alright, so you got any siblings? Yeah, I'm the youngest of four. Uh, four got three older brothers, so got bashed around a fair bit as a young kid. I was so. going to say, <laughs> I would, it would have been a bit of rough and tumble, eh? Yeah, it was. <laughs> so you're the youngest of four boys. See, I'm the eldest of four girls. So I was at the top and we had rough and tumble too, let me tell you. Just because yeah. it's girls doesn't mean you don't, eh? Yeah. Yeah. So what was it like then being the one that was bashed up all the time? <laughs> yeah, it was obviously hard, um, you know, growing up in a family of four. But um, the, the backyard footy games were, were fairly hard. I got flogged around a fair bit. But um, I, was a, I was probably the favourite child. So I used to whinge to mum and dad and the boys used to get flogged up. So well, that's how I got them back. <laughs> You were the spoilt youngest yeah, boy? Yeah, I was a spoilt one. I used Aye. to... Um, if they picked on me, I'd go and tell mum and dad and um, they used to flog them, so... Oh, no. Well, yeah. Yeah, it <laughs> does sometimes work a bit like that. I got a bit of that the other way around yeah. as being the eldest. 
Yeah, so I know what it's like and I, I, I know you. That's all I'm <laughs> going to say. I know you, Cody. I know your sword. <laughs> so with those backyard games, you know, so I, I, is that how you started to play? And, and was it league or was it something else? No, it was always league. Yep. Um, you know, I, I thank my brothers a lot for, for, you know, the position I am at the moment is because of those backyard footy games is where I learned all my skill. Um, you know, my oldest brother's six years older than me, so... Um, you know, his skills that he was passing down to me six years younger were, were um, heaps good to me and they were flogging me around, made me a lot tougher um, than I am. So I owe a lot to my brothers for teaching me that sort of stuff as a young kid. Mm. So they were playing and you just came in. So how old would you have been when you, you really started doing more than wandering around at the backyard? Oh, I started playing footy when I was five. Um, okay. Used to play in my brother's age group. Um, you know, two years above me, and it was back then we, we didn't wear um, footy boots, so and it, we had a rule on the field that me and my brother couldn't be on the same on at the same time because we used to fight and carry on. That's how. <laughs> so one of us had to sit down, and one of us was on the field. So it was quite funny. So from the backyard to where? After that, you 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 know you barefoot, and I, I I've got to mention a lot of the young fellas here today. We got we got some barefoot young fellas. That's good. You're keeping the faith, eh? Yeah. So I started playing when I was five in in McLean, um, called McLean Magpies. Um, in those days, you you didn't wear um, footy boots. You just, and the, the the funniest memory that I have, have as a young kid is that I used to pick bindi eyes out of my foot out of my feet on the weekend. So um, until they brought footy boots in, we had to wear um, no shoes, which was. So if you were playing all weekend on bindi infested grass, and I got memories of that sort of stuff too, you would have had a foot full of it. Is that right? Like yeah. Obviously, the first game is always the hardest because your foot's not immune to it. But by the end of the season, you don't really. You walk you know, on nails, yeah, eh? Your foot's that tough; you can walk on anything. Yeah. So, what was it that you sort of liked the most about those times? You know, because it's very—I mean, clearly very different times to now. Oh, I just think there was no care in the world that kids just, you know, showed up on, on the weekend and just jumped out there and had a game of footy and um, you'd have two or three games a day just by just going and playing. Sometimes you played on the other side if the, you know, the other team didn't have enough numbers and it just wasn't, you know, it wasn't a worry in the world. It was just, you know, the funnest times of your, your, your childhood was, was with the footy and um, on the weekend with your brothers, your cousins, your, your friends and family, so... Any of you, like your, with, with your parents, any of your sort of like uncles, etc. play? Yeah, obviously in the local competition. Um, it was second division back then. My dad used to play for uh, Yamba Stingrays and, you know, we used to um, go down there, be ball. One of my older brothers was ball boy and um, used to have little games of footy down the, on the side of the park like these young fellas here do. And um, it's just the best moments of your life that you, you cherish for a long time. And in those years, you know, at, at, at casinos, sort of like life generally and school and all that sort of stuff, was, was there anything else that sort of was a, a big flavour of your life as well or was it always, you know, about, about playing and, and the next time you could be with the ball? Yeah, as always, in, as a young kid growing up in casino, we, we'd, we'd have a group of boys and, you know, there'd be two or three footies getting passed around and um, getting kicked on, through the street and all that sort of stuff, so... I feel that's where the natural talent comes in, that um, you know, we're always practising our skill, um, always passing left to right and you know, playing little games wherever we could and it was 
that's all we knew back home was casino. Um, in casino was just footy, footy, footy. So, yeah, it was just awesome town to be a part of. You know, uh, to me, uh, as as someone who you know, I, I've got to admit, sort of league isn't my, my my hugest thing. I'm South Australian, so I'm a bit more sort of on the on the AFL side generally, but. With sport generally, the story you're telling now about growing up in casino and, and how you fellows were, uh, it's all in you from a very young age. But it's not a really unusual story though. Like you, you talk to a lot of fellas and, 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 and girls too and that's what people do and that's just is what they did. So when did things start to change for you a bit and you were going, oh, you know, it looked like your future was going to be something a bit bigger along those lines? Oh, I suppose at a young age, I, I, I can remember, you know, growing up, that I was five or six and I'd always watch TV and uh, watching footy on TV and I'd, it was just all I wanted to be when I, was, when I grew up was to, to be a footballer. Okay, so um, that, that, was, that yeah. was it for you. All right, so you yeah. knew. Yeah, I knew from a very young age that that's what I wanted to do. Um, you know, we used to spend our weekends in front of the TV watching footy on TV and um, you know, that's that was it. It was just always footy, footy, footy. And um, growing up with three older brothers, as I said, that's all we knew. And um, always talking about footy. Saturday mornings was always footy. Sunday we'd go and watch Dad play. So our life was just consumed with footy. You're listening to a cuppa and a yard from the New South Wales Aboriginal Land Council. I'm Michelle Alexander Vicks Lovegrove. I'm sitting here talking with uh, Cody Walker. Now are you, we're we're at the Koori Knockout. It's pretty hot. Are you right? Do you need a drink of water or anything, no, Cody? You good? Yeah. You good? All right. So yeah, we've just got bottles of water so everyone can uh, stay hydrated on a very, very hot afternoon here uh, on the beautiful Central Coast. So we're, we're still on that winding way from you being a young fella, knowing from the age of five that was your whole life. I've got to ask you though. How did school factor for you? Was that something that then, you know, you were so focused on this goal, you just, did you just sort of like, oh, okay, I've got to go because I've got to go, or...? Yeah, that was probably the mentality of, yeah. of all young kids is that you have to go to school, but yeah. I probably didn't apply myself in school as, as much as I should have. Um, didn't like going to school, obviously, but um, it wasn't until I left school that I really realised that, you know, school's pretty important. It's the most important part of your life. Because uh, it does set you up for, you know, after schooling and into your, into your adulthood life. So um, if I if I could go back, I, I probably could, but um, obviously I can't. But um, yeah, I wish I could have done things better. Yeah, but you haven't done them too badly though. Like seriously, so you you would have left school. What you were what 18, 19, was it when you were at Gold Coast? Gold yeah, Coast Titans. Yeah, 18. 18. Yeah. Okay. So how did that come about? Um, I was signed by the Gold Coast Titans as probably 16 um, as a development um, and I signed, a, I think it might have been a three or four year deal and um, about 17 I moved to the Gold Coast to go to school up there because I was getting in a little bit of trouble back home in Casino. Um, so I moved up there, um, didn't like obviously training and all those sort of things so I didn't really apply myself to my training and um, all that sort of stuff so I didn't... Um, wasn't playing the best footy and um, <laughs> one of the other boys there, Burnsy. <laughs> That's a mate's walking past? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I went up there, moved to the Gold Coast, went to school for the uh, two years up there and um, I went into schooling with the Gold, um, Gold Coast Titans. I was a 
teacher's aid um, for the Titans Learning Centre and it was, um, I was just in there helping young kids with low self-esteem and um, had, had a lot of issues with, you know, making new friends and, um, you know, at school. So I was just sort of there as a support person. I uh, really enjoyed that job and uh, that sort of finished up at the end of that year and that was 2009 it was. Um, 2010 I went into... Um, Went into a construction, um, you know, job, and it was a, one of the hardest years of my life. Where you had to had to work from six, seven to, to three o'clock, and then go and train in the, at night. And you weren't getting home till nine thirty, ten o'clock at night, and mm. um, having to cook dinner because um, I was life, living eh? by myself and all those sort of things. So I didn't really enjoy that part of my life, um, and it probably showed my footy. I wasn't playing the best type of footy. Um, and it was in and around my diet and all those sort of things. And um, after after work, I was going to train. And then after training, I was picking up something easy because it was just um, wasn't preparing myself right. And um, it showed in my footy. So from that time, then um, what was the change? So I, I mean, it, I've got to say, guys, I've got a little list here, and Cody was having a little laugh at it before. So I got 2011 Penrith. You were with Penrith, is that right? Yeah, I was with the um, reserve with the grade at Penrith. Yeah. Um, they were called the Windsor Wolves, so I was playing uh, New South Wales Cup down there. Um, I lived with my brother for the first time, and um, that's where I really... Um, he really taught me how to live healthy. He was, he was very professional in the way he lived his life, and um, I still remember getting down there, and he was actually writing in this little book everything that he put into his body um, from... You know, breakfast, lunch, dinner. Um, yeah. And I had never seen that before, so that really opened up my eyes and it was, was then when I started to, you know, really make changes in my diet and um, and it probably started showing in my, my performances as well, but I, I wasn't signed to an NRL club at the time, probably because of the reputation I had at the Gold Coast that I didn't like training, I, I didn't like, you know, eating right and doing all the right things that it, that it took to be an NRL first grader. Um, so it wasn't until 2014-15 when I signed another NRL deal um, with Melbourne Storm that, um, you know, within that 2011-2014 role is that I really had to build myself back up because of the reputation I did have, um, you know, wasn't the greatest. So I had to put my head down and work really hard to, um, you know, train hard, eat right and, and get my body right to be a first grade footballer. So, I mean, I'm sure you've heard it many times before, but uh, people talk about, you know, Cody Walker, South, superstar, late bloomer, right? But you were and you're not. Would you, would you say that some of that... Because hey, you're 29 now? You're 20, yeah. 20, 20, 29? So um, I, is that because of those years yeah. where, you know, d Gold Coast down yeah. and then your brother starting that yeah. different road? Yeah, definitely. I, I definitely feel as though I didn't make my NRL debut at a younger age because of those reasons. Um, and it wasn't until I worked hard for you know three or four years and and really put the groundwork in and, and put built a good base with my body that um, I didn't start to see you know changes within my you know the way I was playing footy and the way I was living my life. Um, and when, when I found out my partner was pregnant in 2011, um, I still remember the day that I got the phone call and. If I have a look back at where I was, I didn't have a job, I didn't have a car, I didn't have my licence, so I, was, I wasn't in a good position to, to bring on a baby, so I had to change things very, very quickly. And you did? 
Yeah, I had, I had no choice. You had to. Yeah. Well, you know, you, there's always a choice. Yeah. But you made the right one, eh? Yeah, definitely. I, I was always one of those kids that um, I wanted to be a great father when I did become a father. So I had to make that choice there and then and obviously it turned out for the good. And you have two sons? Yeah, two young boys. And can you tell me a little bit about them? They're, they're yeah, Kai and he's seven, uh, turning eight in December. And uh, Kate is five, so yeah, they, okay. they certainly keep me on my toes. Yeah, so so probably probably um, so oh, these young fellas here in the tent with us today, they're probably all a little bit older, aren't they? Uh, Anyone here buddy, seven? Buddy, buddy plays against my, my young fellow. Oh, really? Back in Sydney over here. Oh, okay. Hello. Yeah. How are you going? So you know, you were talking about you know at that at turning your life around, getting into your diet, uh, making those changes, so you could become. The person that you've become and you'll continue to become. Yeah. Eh? So, so we've got a lot of young little blokes here. What would you say to them? Because they're, they're clearly, they love you. I mean, look, they're yeah. all sitting here. I'll just, just for our listeners who can't see us, they're all sitting here. A lot of them are sitting here with, with footballs in their hand. So what, what would you say to them about, you know, where, where they're going? And I know you young fellas probably don't want to hear some of it. but <laughs> Yeah, obviously eat all your veggies. Um, eat your veggies? Are your veggies all right? Broccoli, carrots and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, you like broccoli, boys? Yeah. Yeah, yeah see, they're so yeah. <laughs> Stay away from the, you know, obviously f- fast food. Um, no McDonald's and stuff? Yeah. <laughs> all the fried stuff and all the, all the easy options that you can just pick up on the run. Um, it's about preparing yourself for, for life after, you know, when you get older and um, if you want to live a, you know, a healthy life. So if you want to be a superstar like Cody, you've got to eat your broccoli and eat your veggies. So when mum, mum dishes it out, just eat it. Do you think you can be up for that? Yeah. Yeah, we've got a couple of, couple of no's there. <laughs> they got to do it. Yeah. So, you know, um, lots of you, you've gone from Storm, you're with South. Now, how, how's that? What's, what's that like for you? You've been there with them for a while now, haven't you? Yeah, I, I debuted there t- in 2016 and... Um, I feel very honoured and privileged to play at such a proud club and I absolutely love the club and love the area and uh, my partners uh, grew up in Redfern, Waterloo so uh, we've got a lot of family there and it's just, um, I find that home at the moment um, and we just, we absolutely love being a part of such a, such a strong club. So how's your year been? With, it, with them generally? How, how do you feel your, your year's been? Yeah, I've had a, I've definitely I hadn't had, a t- had time to reflect on my year, but um, if I take a look back, I've, I've probably had the biggest year of my career at the moment. I, I um, captained the All-Stars at the start of the year that I've, you know, I've never played All-Stars before and it was just great to be a part of that week and uh, to go down there and be captain is something I'm very, very proud of. Um, and then to play every, nearly every game this year and, and make my State of Origin debut and uh, for New South Wales was, was something very special and then to, to captain um, captain my club this year um, Sam was injured for, for a long period of time so uh, Wayne made me the captain for you know I think it might have been 10 or 11 games so um, if you take a look back at my story I'd never ever thought that I'd be a captain of any side um, let alone so, three let alone oh, two year, yeah, yeah okay. let alone two so um, yeah, Oops. it's been a huge year. It's been a, um, a great year and it's something I'm very proud of and um, yeah, can't wait to do it all again next year. So y- you mentioned Wayne just before. What's it like playing under Wayne Bennett? How's, how's that? Oh, it's, it's, 
it's hard to put into words how what he actually does because I, yeah. I don't know. But he just actually actually gets rugby league. He gets being in a squad. He he knows uh, when to give you a day off. He knows when to flog you more. He knows when to give you a kick up the ass if you need one. He knows when to give you a cuddle, and he just just shows that he's been around the game for 30 years and, and being in the squad with him this year, you can just tell why. Um, I had an opportunity to um, be signed by him in 2016 and I ended up turning him down. So when he did sign at the club, I, I was very nervous about meeting him because I, I didn't know him, I didn't know what to expect. And um, He's got qu- and a reputation. Yeah, he's got a great reputation mm. as, a, as a great, um, you know, he's the most successful coach to ever coach our our game and um, he's been in the game for 30 years so the first day I was sort of like a little school kid school kid not knowing what to say and I uh, was very nervous and he and it's typical Wayne he just set the mood straight and he, he lightened the mood straight away he, he made a joke and said you wouldn't come to Brisbane to, to be coached by me so I had to come to South to coach us so those sort of things he does all the time he just lightens the mood and he's a, he's a great coach he's great to be a part of. Now, sitting here at the, the knockout uh, this weekend, we were having a bit of a yarn before because you're, you're not playing on any side this weekend, but you're hanging around a bit, though. Uh, and th- this, I thought, was really great. You know, so, someone like Cody's here to, uh, as you were saying, get water for the blokes if they need it. Yeah, obviously. Make sure they're good. Obviously, um, my family team's put a side in this year and we've done a lot of planning over the last eight to nine months. and. Um, you know, the club on the other day said that I couldn't play and they weren't going to release me. And it's probably in the best interest of myself and the club that I don't play because I've got a big game next week in the, the Prime Minister's 13 and um, if I get injured over the weekend, well, I'll throw that down the drain. So, um, and my job at the moment is just to um, come in, help out wherever I can. And, um, you know, my main goal with putting the side in is to is inspire young kids to, to really follow their dream. And if... If I'm playing in the side, they can, you know, pick up any little tips that I can do and how I prepare for games and, you know, what I eat before games and all this sort of stuff. And What do you eat before games? Uh, I like a bit of spaghetti bolognese. Um, so your carbs, so yeah, you're nice carb and energised. Yeah, carb up night before yep. a game. And uh, next day I don't eat too much, but it's all nutritional food and um, make healthy choices because, you know, before games is when you need to be at your best um, nutrition-wise. So with these young fellas, if they were playing, um, you'd say, yeah, carbs the night before, but, but good carbs. So not not not. Um, yeah, not pizza, chips. obviously, and yeah. all that sort of stuff. <laughs> what about if it's good pizza? Is oh, there good yeah. pizza? Homemade, if you make yeah, homemade. Yeah, true, true. Okay, and then and then after a game, what, what do you eat? Do you prote- more protein or lots of water? No, you sort of pretty much eat whatever you, <laughs> whatever whatever you, want, you want after a game because yeah, you right. lose so much and... Um, you want to get as much back in as you can and uh, we, we have grilled after games at, at South and uh, sweet potato chips and we get a bit of coke into us so um, try to get as much back in after games as we can. Now I know, you know, despite your, your later ages debut, you've been playing for a long time. With South now, um, clearly there's, there's something about, there's got to be something about every team that inspires that is really great. So what is it about Souths for you? Oh, I think with Souths, it's got a long, you know, proud history. We've been around yeah. the game for, since 1908. Um, we're a foundation club. We've got so much history within the club and um, 
you know, you walk around the street in Redfern and everyone loves South Sydney. That I feel like it's a black club. All that, all the blackfellas love South, so um, I get a real kick out of getting down the street and seeing, you know, the the bunny getting around. And um, and if you go to different towns across Australia, I've been, you know, to Cairns, I've been to Sydney, I've been everywhere. You always see that little Rabbitoh sticker on the back of cars all the time, and it's um, yeah, it's a it's a very proud club, and I love being a part of it. So, I mean, I don't know how often people ask you things like this, but clearly this is a huge part of your life and a huge part of you and how, how, how people here view you. But we all know that there's a lot more to Cody Walker than that, obviously. So I don't want to sound trite, but, but hobbies, anything that inspires you? Do you have the time? What do you like to do? Do you kick a ball with your boys? Do you swim? Yeah, obviously, family time's um, huge time. You know, huge time in my household. My my two young kids love absolutely love you know playing footy, playing basketball. Um, so any time I'm, I'm not at training, I'm with them, and um, you know I don't really spend much time at home with the season because we're we're so busy and uh, we're away a fair bit. So um, you know any time I've got free time, it's spending it with them. Do you, you do, do you like uh, Skype or Facebook Messenger or whatever with your boys when you're away? You know yeah, how you do fa- video calls. Yeah, FaceTime every night. Yeah, FaceTime. Um, yeah, yeah. My, my young kids have actually found out the way to FaceTime off their iPad, so I'll get oh, ten, ten Facebook uh, FaceTimes <laughs> while I'm away, and, <laughs> and it's Kay going, "Where are you? When are you coming home?" Oh, so. they miss dad, yeah. eh? They miss dad. Yeah. So. Um, do you mind if, because uh, we've got we've got a lot of young fellas here. Do you mind? I, I know you're giving us a lot of time today, and, and thank you for that. Uh, do you mind if I sort of perhaps throw it open and see yeah. if a couple of these young fellas would like to ask you a question? Yeah, yeah right. This is a cup and a yarn, New South Wales Aboriginal Land Council. I'm talking with uh, South Superstar Cody Walker. We're live uh, in the New South Speakers Tent at the 49th Koori Knockout. We've got a lot of people in here, a lot of young fellas clearly looking up to Cody. So so you fellas, or boys and girls, has anyone got a question for Cody? Okay, I'm just gonna get down off the stage. I'm gonna walk over here so you can have the microphone. So speak in a nice big voice. How did you feel when you done the good tackle? Which one? The... Which one? It was just a good tackle. What, what do you, what do you uh, reckon I, I tell you who the hardest person to tackle in the NRL is? Who? Who? Cohen Hess. Does anyone know him? Mm. Do you know Cohen Hess? For the Cowboys, he's, um, he's, he's huge. He's so hard to tackle. I, I think this young fella might, might be asking Cody, like, what does it feel like when you make a really great tackle? Like, how does it feel when you, you go, yeah... That was the best. Yeah, it's obviously good. I'm, I'm not the biggest um, player in the NRL, so we get targeted a fair bit. So whenever we make an easy, a, a good tackle, it's it's really good for the team and we're doing our job for the team. And, um, you know, team, teams, other teams game plan their stuff around, um, you know, making us make a lot of tackles. So anytime we're making our tackles, it's, it's really good for the team. OK, I have a, a young fella here who wants to ask you a question, Cody. Are you scared of Latrell Mitchell? Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> You're not scared of Latrell Mitchell. I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm pretty glad that he plays on the other side of the field because he's very hard to handle. All right, so I've got uh, a young lady up the front of the audience here. So I'm walking through. Hello, do you want to do you want to tell Cody uh, what your name is first of all? Eloise. Eloise. Hey, Eloise. How did? What did you feel when you first played NRL? 
Oh, I do remember my day, but it was in 2016 against the Roosters. Um, and I remember walking out the tunnel and I remember all the hairs on, my, on the back of my neck stand up and it was just um, an unreal feeling and um, it was a dream come true. It was something I wanted for a very long time. So it was, um, yeah, it was an awesome time and it was great to beat the Roosters. We have a, a very big rivalry against the Roosters and we sort of hate each other. So it was, um, it was great to beat them and, and beat them at the home game. Okay, young fella over here, Cody. How does it feel when you walk out of the tunnel at State of Origin? The big roar. Yeah, it was. Um, we played at Brisbane, so when we ran out, we, it was the, the the crowd was filled with so much booze. So I've never been at, at a game where fifty thousand people boo you. So it was um, it was a different experience, and it was something you know I really enjoyed. And as I said before, when I, I debuted for the NRL, it was. Um, it was a dream come true, but playing State of Origin is a dream come true as well. It was something you know, I'd wanted to do for a very long time. Okay, Cody, we're over here. Would you ever want to go to a different team in the NRL? In the NRL? Nah, I don't different think so. I, I feel like South is my home and I'm very comfortable in my surroundings at South. So I, I don't think so, but I've got another year left at South and um, no one can tell the future, so maybe. I think I've actually got an adult question over here, Cody. Oh, he's, you know, he's trying to take the microphone. No, you're not allowed to, mate. Hey, Cody, um, you talked about Wayne Bennett before. Wayne's been notorious for not smiling or not showing any emotion, but we saw a bit of it with you blokes this year at South. He's dancing in the dressing sheds and that. What, what have you guys done to him to bring this, the new Wayne? What have, what have you done to him? Yeah, I don't know. I think um, being in the Sydney bubble, he's in the media a fair bit than he, than he was at, at um, Brisbane, so... Um, and we got a couple of players in the squad. Like Adam Reynolds is a is an absolute pest, so he, he absolutely annoys the hell out of Wayne. And um, it, we we have a good squad at South, and it's it's a very tight knit group, and uh, that probably shows how tight we are with, you know, how much we enjoy each other's company. And um, yeah, he, he's been laughing a fair bit this year, actually. All right, I got a young fellow over here who's clearly uh, you just come in from playing somewhere. Is that right? Yes. Okay. What have you been doing? Who you been playing for? Um, Camille Roy Galmes. So you got a question for Cody? Yeah. Um, will you ever play for the Roosters? No, that's one team I won't <laughs> play for. <laughs> that answer is pretty simple. Do you want to come over here, darling? Because you, you, you're smaller and you're more energetic than me. So come on over. Okay, so we've got a second question from this young fella here. Do you want to come out? You, now, just, just tell... Cody, do you know this young fella? No. Okay, what's your name, darling? Chase. Chase. Okay. What's your favourite position? Uh, I played a fair, fair few positions in the NRL. I played half, 5'8", uh, fullback, but I, I really enjoy 5'8". It's something I've been playing for a very long time, so that's where I feel I play my best footy, so I love that position. All right, second question from this young fellow who I think you know. <laughs> what was your favourite moment in the NRL? Uh, favourite moment in the NRL was um, obviously running out, but um, the game that I played in um, the first Indigenous game that I played in and I scored a try and I, I pointed to my... We had our handprints and our, um, our tribes inside the handprint and I, I remember um, scoring the try and looked at the camera and I pointed at my handprint and... Um, it was something that's never been done before in the NRL where we had our handprints on the Indigenous jersey and 
about our tribes and so it was a very proud moment. It was an awesome moment. Actually, Cody, um, if I can possibly ask you a favour, I'd be very, very grateful. Uh, here uh, at New South Wales Aboriginal Land Council, we're getting set for our elections, yep. which are on November 30. Uh, and as part of those, we're asking people who, who can vote to make their mark. And so we, we, we've got the handprint. We're asking people to, to write on some beautiful handprints we've had stuck here today, um, up on the wall, what your future wish, hope, want, vision is uh, for our people. So could you, when we finish up, would you mind possibly yeah, right, yeah, writing definitely. up there? No, that yeah. would be really, really great. I've got one last... No, sorry, sweetie. I've got one last question. <laughs> you can maybe grab Cody later because you've had a couple of questions. I've got one last question here. Yep. And just tell Cody what your name is. Nash. Nash. Um, out of yours and Adam Reynolds, go in. Who do you think was better? Who do you think? Yours. Mine. <laughs> I think mine. Why? I think I think Renault's was a little wombat. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I think that's about it for questions. Anyone who hasn't asked a question, is there one you'd like to ask? Okay, you want to come up here? So we'll give everyone a go. So if you just want to tell Cody what your name is. Hey, Sean. Are you, who's going to win the GF? Oh, who's going to win the GF? I don't want the Roosters to win, so I'm going to have to say the Raiders. <laughs> but I think, I think the Raiders, if they play the unorthodox style of footy that they play, I think they'll, you know, they'll hurt the Roosters. Do we have any support for that prediction, the Raiders? <laughs> I think we do. Nah, never another sport. Yeah. Obviously played cricket, um, you know, in the summer, but it was never another sport. Yeah. Okay, so if you want to ask a question, just come up on the microphone because we are recording this uh, for New South Wales Aboriginal Land Council's podcast. Okay, final chance. Anyone who hasn't asked a question? No? I know, I know, look. Come on, you're special. Let's go. We've got this little fella. This is he loves you. <laughs> All right. Question number three. Do you reckon you could catch the Jimmy Jet? No, no way. He's too quick. <laughs> Why not? No, nah, he's too quick. You're faster than him, but... No, 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 no. Hi. Um, I just want to ask one question. Um, who was your role model? Um, as a young fellow, I, I used to watch um, Preston Campbell on TV, but... Um, as I got a little bit older and had my kids on my own, I, it was my parents. They, you know, obviously for the, um, you know, the amount of sacrifices they made for, you know, me and my brothers when I was a young kid. That, you know, every Saturday we'd have to travel, you know, sometimes two hours in the car, and they'd do it without any any issues. And um, when I was 17 in Gold Coast, I, I didn't have a car, I didn't have a license, and whenever I had a, um, you know, appointment or whatever, my mum would jump in the car straight up there and you know, two-hour drive and take me to wherever I needed to go. So, um, as a young kid, Preston Campbell, but as I got older, my, my parents. This is a cuppa and a yarn for New South Wales Aboriginal Land Council. We're in the speaker's tent speaking with the, the deadly Cody Walker. Um, your next 12 months, clearly, you know, it's, it's, it's what you're playing in the, the uh, Prime Minister's 13 next yeah. week. So... What's happening for you? I guess, I guess over the next twelve months. Yeah, I actually have to have um, 
a bit of surgery on my shoulder after the right. after the game, so uh-huh. I'll be um, recovering from that. Um, you know, all through the preseason, and I don't think I'll be right until maybe February. So, obviously, over the last couple of years, it's been pretty shattering that we've we've lost in the preliminary final, um, one game before the grand final. So, um, I, I was asked to bring that up by by my my, <laughs> my dear friend and uh, over there, Paul. I was asked to bring it up, and I thought. Uh, maybe not, because <laughs> there were. But uh, yeah, it is, I mean, clearly, it's it's disappointing. But top four result. I mean, that's pretty good, though. Yeah, obviously, you have a look at the positives that come out of every year. But um, you know, obviously, it's very shattering that we, you know, we played the way we did. And um, if you have a look at every single stat that we had, we we beat them in every single stat and still lost the game. So uh, I think we made five line breaks to there too, and we only you know got two tries out of it. So. Um, we didn't, you know, take our opportunities when they presented themselves. So uh, that's probably the most shattering thing and the, the, the most disappointing thing. But um, you know, we'll we'll prepare well again. We'll have a big preseason and we'll go again, um, looking to go one more. So as you were saying, you know, uh, every stat you were better prepare, but in the end, you've got to be able to act on those opportunities when they're in front of you. Do you, do you think that was the key to...? Yeah, definitely. We, we had so much opportunities to win that game. And, um, you know, if you look, at, you look back at the game, there was two times where we got over the trial line, but we didn't put it... You know, we didn't... I got one raked out by, by Josh Hodgson. Um, Junior Totola, um, you know, was held up over the line. So um, those little key areas were something we need to nail and... Um, they don't present themselves very often, so when they do, we have to, you know, really nail them and, um, you know, score the try, I suppose. So if you don't nail them, you're going to look at that later, huh? Or you're going to, you're going to perhaps, I mean, strategies will change down the track. Oh, I suppose you just come back in, look at where you need to improve. There's a, there's a whole lot of improvement left in us, and um, you know, we'll work really hard in the preseason to do that. We'll have a harder preseason. We'll train harder. We'll do all these things that. You know, we know we're capable of and we'll, we'll get back into the season next year and we'll go again. So do you fellas reckon that Cody's going to have a big year, big season next, next year, do you reckon? Okay, so, so the more you think of it, the louder you're going to yell. Is he going to have a big season? Yeah! Woo, absolutely. And as far as being Cody Walker, partner, dad, you and Bunjalung fella, next 12 months for you with your, with your family and your, your and your relatives and your friends I haven't even really thought that that far, far ahead just, um, just, just, just keep we're actually going, going on a, um, a family holiday for the first time um, never been out of the overseas with you know we've, I've only been overseas to play footy at, at New Zealand and um, my partner's never held a passport my kids have never been overseas so uh, we're heading to Fiji for seven nights and I uh, thought it was a great opportunity to, you know, let my family see the world and, um, you know, we didn't grow up with, you know, going on too many holidays as young kids so I thought, you know, it's a great opportunity for us to just get out see the world and, and what beautiful part of the world we're going to is Fiji is going to be outstanding. Oh, you're going to love it. Yeah. Absolutely love it. Can I ask, is, is that sort of coming up fairly soon? Like, is it yeah, on the 16th of October we're yeah, flying sw- out. So. Sweet. Yeah. Oh, congratulations. That, that'll, that'll be wonderful. Your boys will love it. Yeah. Okay, so uh, in, in terms of you as we, as we wind up, you've got a lot of fans here today. Um, obviously, sport has been integral in you carving out a really wonderful life and health for yourself. Any sort of words of wisdom 
uh, for, for anybody here. We've got, you know, we, we've got people in uniform, we've got players here. You yeah, know? I'm a very big believer in um, not giving up on your dream. Um, as a young kid, I always wanted to be a first grade footballer. While it took me so long, is is um, you know, while it took me so long, I faced so much adversity, but I didn't want to give up. Um, and I wouldn't be in a position that, that I am today if I did give up. So if there's anything I can tell the young kids is, is dream high and dream big and, and always chase that dream. This is a cup and a yarn, speaking with uh, South legend Cody Walker. Thank you very much for your time today. Thank you. Thank you. Big round of applause for Cody. <laughs> You can do na ya ni ya bar ya na ya ni ya man na ni ya man na